You're listening to the Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. This is the house of learned doctors. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. As soon as your eyes shut, I'm going to punch you square in the face. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome into the happy hour once again. We're back. Nick and Rico with you guys as usual. Let's go to the Honda of Lincoln hotline. Starter Heyman text line. Uh, or excuse me, Honda of Lincoln hotline where we're joined by Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Steve, what's up, man? How's it going? Hello, Nick. I'm doing just fine up here at the sixth floor of Memorial Stadium. Yeah, How hey. How you guys doing? Good. Hi, Steve. Hello, Rico. Did, did you, so you got my laptop charger, right? Yes, it is in, in hand, so next time I see you, you're going to have a laptop charger on your hand. No, Steve, hold it for ransom. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you, Nick. See what, see what you can get out of him. Man, man, you're you're just so easy to persuade, aren't you, Steve? Yeah, yeah, I kind of caved in right right away. This I'm is, sorry about this that. Is you, this is you becoming a new dad with a daughter, and she just gets everything she wants. That's right. Oh, man, I need a, a change of mindset yeah. here, like Thomas Fedoni. Let's, let's lock it in. Steve, if you want, I'm about to join a, a dad chat with a bunch of dads from my daycare. You can hang out with us, hang out with like-minded individuals. Yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm ready to join some uh, dad chat. All right, all right, Steve. <laughs> so you talk about the, the change of mindset with Thomas Fedoni. I mean, I, just, a, just a really cool story with, with Fedoni on, like, he would not have been, and I mean this in the, in the kindest of ways, as possible as I can, he would not have been a guy I would have thought would be a captain of an offseason team. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, totally, I totally see see where you're coming from. I, I would have had that same thought, but um, just listening to Rule, and um, if, you're, if you're a fan who likes to take in every single piece of content that Nebraska's social media team pumps out, whether it's a workout picture or a workout video, there's Thomas Fedoni looking huge, jacked, fast, um, nimble, everything. And so um, I guess when, when Matt Rule said um, he wanted Thomas Fedoni and Chief Borders to, to, be the, to be the two guys talking today because of the work they've done in the offseason and the leadership that they've both shown on and off the practice field, I mean, I guess it makes sense. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it would have – I don't think Thomas Fedoni would have been my top two guys picked to, um, to be to be here today at Memorial Stadium and talk in front of the local media, but they were, and I think it's pretty cool. That that tight end room is really interesting because you have Fedoni, and then you have Eric Gilbert, who they added through the transfer portal. Chris Hickman is somewhere in that shuffle. Uh, Borkacher is really the only guy that's been you know had significant playing time. Do we do we feel comfortable more a little more comfortable about the tight end room or are we still kind of you know hey wait and see because we don't really know how it's going to shake out? Yeah, I'm going to hearken. This is going to sound weird, but I'm a, I'm going to think back to Fred Hoiberg and what he likes to say is he's never going to get too high and he's never going to get going to get too low. Now but when I look at Nebraska's tight end room, I see Thomas Fedoni and I see Arik Gilbert as um, thank just you former number one. Um, rated tight ends in their respective classes. And that's really, really good stuff. However, we, we've just, you know, everybody kind of knows that the careers for both of those guys haven't panned out the way a lot of people have wanted and hoped. Um, we, we saw what Arik Gilbert can do um, when he's happy and healthy and everything on the field at LSU when he was used as an ex-receiver at sometimes at six foot five, 240 
245 pounds. He was, he was an inline tight end over at LSU. He was playing off the ball as kind of an H-back. He was just being used in a variety of different ways, um, which Marcus Satterfield has to love. But um, obviously his, his time at Georgia, his two seasons at Georgia didn't go as planned. And now he's here in his third, his third school of his college career. Obviously, everybody knows what Thomas Fedoni has had to go through with the back-to-back non-contact knee injuries and as many spring practices. So there's so much potential for mm-hmm. this to be an epic one-two punch in the tight ends um, in, in the conference, which I think might be the best one-two punch for the tight ends in, in the Big Ten on paper. But, you know, at the end of the day, we have to look at what they're starting, they're starting from and who knows if these guys are going to be on the field to begin with. Um, Thomas Fedoni says he's healthy and ready to go for spring ball. Matt Rule is more measured and saying he's going to be limited. We're going to ease him back, which I think is smart. Um, so Thomas Fedoni is like a Mustang wanting to run like a million miles an hour. But mm-hmm. um, I think I think the coaches are, are smart in wanting to kind of ease him back into the field and ease, ease him into into football activities. But, um, yeah, Nick, Rico, you're, you're, you guys are absolutely right. Um, the, the sky's the limit for this tight end room. Um, but behind, but you know, I think it's kind of, you know, like, like Fred Horber likes to say, um, never get too high, never get too low and just kind of, um, wait, wait to see how things go. And if everything goes well, um, I mean, Nebraska has an epic one, two punch at tight end. Speaking of tight ends, the person who's going to be throwing them the ball, more than likely not going to be Casey Thompson, at least for this spring. Uh, Matt Rule said that they're still going to, he's still going to be limited in this spring. So um, how closely should we be looking at the quarterback room? Because he also mentioned Chubba Purdy and Heinrich Harburg as two of the fastest players on the team, according to the GPS trackers that they have. Yeah, the GPS trackers. That was an interesting note, Rico. Uh, yeah, so no Casey. Uh, well, I should, I should say a limited Casey Thompson. We just don't know how many times or how, how often he's going to be throwing passes during the spring coming off that throwing um, shoulder surgery that he had um, in the off spring or off season. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, everybody's going to look at uh, Jeff Sims, the Georgia tech transfer. And, and as they should, he's, he's awesome. He's six foot four, 220 pounds. He physically looks impressive. He can run, he can throw, he can um, bolt, bowl over and run through linebackers like he showed with the yellow jackets. But you know, it, it's going to be interesting for some other guys that a lot of people aren't really looking at. Chubba Purdy, I know a lot of people are kind of um, off on him just because of his performance last year, and I get it. And I get it. Um, but uh, Heinrich Harburg, too, another physically impressive guy, six foot five, two hundred twenty pounds. He can run like the wind. He's shown that in in multiple spring games now. I think so. I don't know. It's just really interesting what Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield, the OC, want to do with the quarterback situation and what kind of quarterbacks. And um, they're gonna they're gonna want on the roster and and what kind of plays they're gonna be asking them to do is it gonna be a is it gonna be like a a, a run pass option oriented offense where the quarterback is looking at one one player on the defense and making a decision on what he does um, if that's the case um, I think Jeff Sims might be a really good um, option for that Logan Smothers has a lot of experience doing that um, limiting the limiting you know, the kind of decisions that the quarterbacks make on any given play um, and letting them be an athlete and, and, and kind of go from there um, might benefit some of these guys who, who in the quarterback room who not a lot of people are talking about. So um, if it's more of like a, a decision-based um, offense where the quarterback is asked to make multiple reads um, in an in, in a offense, I think that kind of suits uh, Casey Thompson, who's basically, in my opinion, like an 11th on-field assistant coach right now at this stage of his career. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be really interesting, um, and and um, I'm, I, I can't wait to you know get this thing rolling and, and start writing and watching some football. 
Steve, we're talking to Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska here on the Happy Hour. Steve, let's go ahead and, and transition to the sport currently going on, and that's Husker men's basketball. Um, as you said, Fred Hoiberg says, you know, I don't get high or too, too high or too low, but let's bleep and go. Um, it needs to be put on a, put on a T-shirt in, in my eyes. But they win at Iowa. They they win somehow, some way at Iowa. And they on senior day, and it just feels better because it's against the Hawkeyes. And you spoil Fran McCaffrey's potential last game at Iowa as a head coach. You spoil um, the, the, the sons of Fran McCaffrey, Connor, um, on their senior day. There's just an extra feeling of, like, sweet. This, this is awesome. And then um, now they're the, the 11th seed. It's just kind of crazy that we've gotten to this point where they're 16 and 15 and without two of their starters since January 21st. So I'll kind of ask a broad question. How? How did Nebraska get to this point, and and what have they found that works out so well for them? Yeah, I, I, man, that's kind of hard to put a finger on one thing, but I just keep going back to what what I've been uh, telling telling you guys, talking with you guys about this whole season is they're they're playing differently, they're playing sound funda- fundamental defense for the most part, I think, and they're not. Everybody's kind of it's it's not a one man show, and I think that's really benefiting this program right now because you know. At, at times it's been case, the Kase Tomonaga show. Um, at other times it's been the Derek Walker show. Other times um, Sam Greasel has, has had some um, awesome efforts and some mm-hmm. things where he's filling up the stat sheet and doing the little things like diving on the ground and pumping up the, the crowd and, and getting everybody into it and, and just filling up the stat sheet. So I just think that it's not it like this team specifically not being a one-man show is, is kind of showing – Fred the way um, to win Big Ten games, and I'm I'm excited to see um, what he can do through the transfer portal this off season. But um, I mean, yeah, I mean what they're what what he's shown this year. I mean, he really knows how to how to pick them, right? I mean, you go to Omaha and you beat Creighton on their home floor. That's gonna that's gonna get give you some um, points within the fan base, and then you end up sweeping Iowa and then go win at Iowa City, uh, yeah. the first win since 2012 in Iowa City. Are you kidding me? I mean, fans are going to love this guy right now. I mean, Fred Hoiberg is mayor mayor um, status right now in Lincoln. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, people were wanting to get him, wanting to see him go. So it's just been a wild turn of events um, with Nebraska basketball. And, yeah, now they're at the Big Ten uh, Conference Tournament, and they got – Minnesota, a team that they beat twice already, mm-hmm. um, but Minnesota is playing some good basketball right now. But um, I expect them to get past the Gophers, and then there's the Maryland Terrapins again, and that's going to be a heck of a game, I think. So you know, it's going to be a tough road for for Nebraska, but the NIT is possible, and I'm I'm excited to see if they get there. Steve, two more before before we let you go. Um, when you look at the future. I guess for for Nebraska men's basketball, everybody knows it's a huge talking point that Nebraska is going to lose Sam and, and Derek uh, next season, and potentially Casey Tominaga. You talked about how Fred now might have a little bit better of an idea on how to win in the Big Ten Conference. Should that give you more confidence on what the future could look like and how they kind of attack the transfer portal, knowing that hey, we don't need a guy that can go out and drop thirty points a game. We don't need we we just need some some dudes that will. I hate to say this, play hard. Yes, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I totally get it, and yeah, I do think that Fred is is maybe and and that Fred and his staff is going to go out and try to find guys, experienced guys in the portal who are more Emmanuel Bandemels, who are who are another Jawan Gary, who's also coming back. 
um, and you know pair that pair pair some more old guys who who play like those two, mm-hmm. and then um, pair it with the young talent that's coming back, especially Jamarcus Lawrence. He's been really fun to watch and and grow up right in front of our eyes, which has been awesome. Um, who knows what Ramel Lloyd is going to bring, but he's coming back supposedly right now. And then also Eli Rice, a really talented yeah. um, true freshman who's going to be here, who a lot of people I think are, are maybe forgetting about during this whole thing. But he is – I'm really high on Eli Rice. So pair, pair those young guys who are going to be coming in, in the program and coming back. I mean, whatever Kase decides to do, if he comes back, that's awesome. If he doesn't, you know, he'll go kill it overseas. I, I really like him. Um, and, and wish the best for Casey, but um, pair those guys with older guys who play like Emmanuel Bandemol and like Juwan Gary from the transfer portal, and they're cooking with, um, you know, they're they're cooking right now. So I I really I love I really like the the future of this program, and I really think, like you said, Nick, um, Fred Hoiberg has kind of a blueprint, a bit a more accurate blueprint of what works in the Big Ten as opposed to maybe what he wanted to accomplish and run in his first couple seasons here. All right, Steve, last one really quickly here. Um, so I apologize if we got to you a couple minutes a couple minutes late there, but um, with, with Husker men's basketball, how important is it for Husker fans to kind of like sit back and realize, all right, Nebraska's 16 and 15, 9 and 11, I think they're 9 and 11 in the conference, um, and they're the 11 seed where in a in a year with the Big Ten, that if Northwestern would have won their game, they're the two seed. If they would lose their game, they're the nine seed. I mean, how important is it to to for Husker fans like you know? Hey, listen. In most years, Nebraska's getting a buy on day one of the Big Ten tournament with the record that they have. But this year, in a year that the conference is really kind of crazy and just a jumble, I suppose. I mean, how important is it for for Husker fans to be like, all right, take that into consideration that that in most years in a conference like the Big Ten, you are you're you're getting a day off. Yeah, you you laid it all all out, Nick. And then I I also wanted to add, I mean, that Purdue game, the first Purdue game, mm-hmm. where where yeah. Nebraska they had that call go against them in overtime. Yeah. They nearly knock off the the Boilermakers, and they nearly knock off. Um, they, I mean, they play a heck of a, a effort against Michigan State here, but Michigan State just unworldly gets hot from from three-point range and just like makes um 12 of those in the second half i believe 12 to 17 in the second half from three and then ends up winning that game i mean what what would it have like what would happen if you know in a alternate universe nebraska beat doesn't get that call against them and beats purdue at home and then beats uh, michigan state and you know has some other things go their way as well i mean you're yeah, you're looking at maybe like a double buy situation with Nebraska basketball. It just oh it just goodness. tells me um, like this this program the 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 confidence that it's playing with and the job that Fred Hoiberg and his staff have done um, to show you know that they can that they can switch things around and they can coach differently um, in order to change things. I mean, sometimes coaches don't want to change it. They're hard they're hard headed and they're stubborn and they want to do things. Um, the way that they want, but you know, Fred Horberger is absolutely not like that. I think he's shown that, and I think that's what Nebraska's administration absolutely wanted to see um, when when the dis- when the discussion comes up about you know should we keep Fred Horberger for another season. I think I think that answer has already been an- that question has already mm-hmm. been answered uh, for sure with Fred Horberger. So I, I really like that he and his staff have shown that they could switch things up and do things differently when when the time calls for it. All right, Steve. Hey, we'll go ahead and let you go. Appreciate the time as always. Know you're super busy. Um, we will we will definitely talk to you down the road. Ha- have a good time uh, enjoying. Are you making the trip to Chicago? No, I'm not. Okay. I'm um, have that 
a newborn uh, right. three week old um, at home. So I, I'm not leaving my uh, wife alone with that. <laughs> sounds sounds like the right uh, thing to do for a husband, I suppose. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Steve, we'll let you go, man. Appreciate the time. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for your That is Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Thanks to him, as always. Um, really interesting stuff there. I, I just think that when you look at the roster construction and how it's it's built, um, just I just continue going back. Like you're not going to ask Blaze Keita, Keita, excuse me, to be Derek Walker. Right? You no. can't. You you're can't. not going to be running point center anymore. No, but you'll have a Romel Lloyd Jr. to run your point. Um, Which he may not be. It's all on potential. He may not be six seven, but he's still a taller point guard. Yeah. Um, that'll be kind of a matchup issue for for uh, uh, other Big Ten teams. And look, the emergence of Jamarcus Lawrence. Uh, you still have Karan McPherson on the bench. Denim Dawson is another year stronger, another year uh, more knowledgeable. He was giving you some pretty good minutes earlier this year. It's gonna be, it's going to be really interesting next year, depending on what style they go with and and who they end up getting out of the transfer portal. We're, we're not saying we're not saying necessarily Nebraska to the Big Ten title next yeah. season. Um, and I, th- I mean, obviously not. But Steve Steve laid it out like, and I would honestly put more accountability on Nebraska basketball. If they hit their free throws, if they hit a layup at the at the horn against Purdue, they win that game. If they, they had three opportunities at the rim to beat top five Purdue at home and they didn't do it. Um, yeah, the official made a bad call. But now, I mean, that, that that's the second straight year that you, you look back and you're kind of blaming a loss. Don't forget, Nebraska lost to NC State on a foul that they didn't, they didn't call on a non-call when Alonzo Verge should have been fouled, and we looked back at that game like, you know, that was the turning point that mm-hmm. we just, Nebraska didn't win, and, and that was a big reason for all the losses. Now, here we are once again. Um, yes, the official made a bad call, but also Nebraska had three looks at the rim and, and didn't hit it. And, Don't put yourself in that situation. And, and unfortunately for Nebraska, for the first five games of the year, Derek Walker was was not there, and it took him two games to get back to that Derek Walker self that we know. Um, but with that being said... Here we are at the end of the regular season. Nebraska is over five hundred, and this is not not the record that Nebraska has, but the coach. This is what this is who Nebraska fans signed up for. This is the Fred Hoiberg that Nebraska fans signed up for. Mm-hmm. The way that they're playing at the end of this bingo, season. bingo. That's that's where it's just now taken some changes on the coaching staff, um, and and just different how how the roster is constructed as well. It shouldn't be a, a complete of, overhaul like it has no, been. No, it doesn't the past have to be. It doesn't have to be. And that's why it's important to get Steve talked about him. Get a guy like Eli Rice into the program. Or or Jamarcus Lawrence has now shown potential. And Ramel Lloyd has untapped potential. And Blaze Cada has gotten a couple minutes if he can stay healthy. He's not going to be Derek Walker offensively, but maybe defensively he can help you out. And once again, if Nebraska continues that identity, and I don't know why they wouldn't Right when it's proven success, why would you change something up? Um, then you might have something cooking for for maybe a first round buy next year. So let's take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, bring in Strick and Austin for the crossover coming up next. Download our app by searching ninety three point seven The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on ninety three seven The Ticket and theticketfm.com. dot 